ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೋಪುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ಪೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾಪಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವತೀತಮಸ್ತಮಾವಿ ಪಿಶಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 Welcome everyone to today's class. Does anyone have any questions from last class? Has everyone heard the last class? Because this is a continuation today. Yeah, anyone not heard? Yep, okay. You might be, you might be a little bit lost, but you'll be okay. <laughs> um, any questions? Great. So we're on chapter 19, the illusions Maya. So if I ask all of you, why are you here in this class? Why are you here? Why are you here? Termish, why are you here? Yeah, Termish. to understand why we're here understand why we're here okay very good you're asking a question with another question anybody else why are we here yeah manita why am i here you got me going now why are you here into this class to find true happiness find true happiness why do you think this class will give you true happiness because it will give you the truth of reality truth of reality okay anybody else yeah nila is is the question why are we here like incarnated in a human experience or is it more why are we here what well, can you have the sunday the sunday morning have you got anything better to do why are you here what's um, brought you to this class a desire yeah. for something more well, than I suppose it's a desire to experience something other than the suffering of the human experience in my in my that's my why I'm here. That's very fair enough. That's a very good answer. Dimple, what what were you going to say? Because I want to learn. I want the knowledge and I want to find out more. Why why do you want the knowledge? Because I always believed that there was something and I didn't know what it was until um proper introduce your classes to me on podcast and from then on i was just hooked so um mumukshatwa has anyone heard this term mumukshatwa mumukshatwa sanskrit word it means yearning for liberation a yearning for liberation you're right what you've said so all of you who have attended attending these classes have a degree of mumukshatwa translates as a desire for liberation you may not know it you may be at the subconscious level remember vasanas thoughts desires action that's the chronology vasanas turns into thought manifests as thoughts which manifests as desires which manifests as action if we don't have a vasana for this subject you would not be here simple this knowledge for liberation mumukshatwa if you did not have a desire for this liberation you wouldn't be here if i was talking about i don't know how to repair a car not that i know <laughs> yeah or i was talking about how to set up an audio system which i do know yeah none of you are interested 
in that, no desire, you would not be here. Correct? Is everyone with me? You would not be here because you have no vasana, no interest in that topic. The fact that you're attending these classes, you have a desire for this subject. And this subject talks about knowledge, which is beyond this world. Knowledge that can take you beyond this waking world. Even though you don't realize you have this desire. Knowledge that can help liberate you from this illusion. Last week you realized this, well you may have not realized, but we talked about the fact that this world is an illusion. So this knowledge helps to take you out of this illusion. If someone doesn't have a desire for this knowledge, they wouldn't be here. They will not come to one class. You try bringing someone here who has no desire. You'll say, I don't know what you guys are talking about. You're all mad, 10.30 in the morning, listening to this nonsense. Yeah, when it is laughing, probably her partner said that. <laughs> so, Mumukshatra, yearning for liberation. See, ultimately, everyone has this. Every human being has this. But too many worldly desires, so it's buried deep. This mumukshatra, this yearning, is buried deep within them. It hasn't manifested yet. And that's why. So all of you have this, otherwise you wouldn't be here. You may not know you have it. Any clarifications? Yeah, so. So... In the past, you said we all have a gross intellect and a subtle intellect. Yeah. I'm assuming that the Mumukshatra is... Can everyone hear, by the way? Yeah. I'm assuming that the Mumukshatra is from the subtle intellect. Yeah. Um, and the reason that some people don't have it or as such is because desires covers the subtle intellect. Yeah. Yeah, is that okay? Did everyone understand what she was saying? The subtle intellect is where you can think beyond this world, and that's where the Mumukshatra would manifest. So the more desires, the more shrouded the subtle intellect is by the desires, gross desires, worldly desires. So the Mumukshatra isn't manifested yet, but it may do in the future. We don't know when. But the point I'm making is the fact that you're all here interested is you have a degree of Mumukshatra, a desire for liberation from this waking world, from this worldly involvement. Is that okay? Before I'll explain that, so you have some idea. Like I said, you may not know it. So this chapter, Illusions, Maya, as we said, it's the highest philosophy in the scriptures. You'll only find this in the Upanishads. This world you're experiencing is nothing but a projection of your mind. It does not exist beyond your mind. It's just an illusion. We said, if these last few chapters just pricks your conscience, a question mark, can this be true? Everything else that's been read so far in this book seems to be true, it makes sense to me, but can this be true? If you just have that question mark, that inquiry, you open up to the possibility to the fourth state. If we shut it down, it's gone. A state that 99% of the world are in ignorance of. But these great saints, these great beings, discovered the truths of life thousands of years ago. If I, if I ask all of you, what religion is it that you believe in? 
What religion? If I asked you, Dipapin, what religion are you? Well, currently I'll say Hinduism, but it should be humanity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Now, all of you probably would say I'm a Hindu. Regardless of what sect you belong to, which temple you go to, which God you pray to, how you pray to him, the fact that you are Hindu, this knowledge is the foundation on what Hinduism is based on. This knowledge came before Hinduism began. It's a foundation of the Hindu religion. Yeah. Hinduism is based on the knowledge of the four Ved of the Vedas. There are four Vedas. And each Veda consists of Shilabin, you've just joined us. I'm just gonna go over it quickly because this is relevant to you. We said, if I, I ask every- I have been listening. Oh, okay, great. So Hinduism is based on the Vedas. There are four Vedas. And each Veda consists of prayers, bhajans, rituals, stories. And in the end of the Veda is the knowledge, the philosophy, which is called the Upanishads. Is everyone with me? So each Veda has a combination of these things. So all these religions, in the Hindu religion, for example, there's so many differences. They're all set up with mostly the first part of the Vedas. The bhajans, hymns, rituals, prayers, and some very basic part of the philosophy. Simple things like don't be selfish, help others, do your prayers, do this minimara, be disciplined, go to the temple, do some offering. Those things are highlighted. But the philosophy part isn't. The deep knowledge is not there because the masses can't understand it. You all with me? Masses can't understand it because you need to have an intellect. You need to be reasonably educated. Most people were not during those times. Most people were mind-led. Rituals and things were easier. So these religions were set up to keep the masses in touch with some form of belief. Some belief into something higher, something beyond this world. So the unknown, God. Now, for some of who are thinkers, those that want more logical answers, you're not happy with rituals and prayers and bhajans, you'll ask, who is God? What is God? Someone will say, head of your temple or head of the spiritual leader, he is the creator. Okay, why did he create? Why are we all different? Why are there so many religions, etc.? They can't answer these questions. The religion that you're following, or most people, cannot answer these questions because the religion themselves don't contain the answer. They've only got the first portions of the Vedas. The Upanishads, the main philosophy, has not been part of the religion. Very basic part of it is there. They don't contain the answer. So the heads of these religions cannot answer these sort of questions. So the person inquiring, like yourselves, start looking for the answers. And if you're fortunate, you come across this knowledge, the knowledge of the end portion of the Vedas. 
which is where the philosophy is. This knowledge is not any different from any religions that you believe in. They just don't contain this portion. That's all it is. The answers to all the inquiries at the end portion, and most religions don't incorporate it. Because it wasn't necessary at the time. The masses wouldn't understand it. So, the role of religion is to bring the person to the doorstep of this knowledge. So all of you, some for, sometimes in, in your past, are, have been religious. Maybe this lifetime, last lifetime, you follow the religion. But you came to a point where the religion did not satisfy your inquiries. They didn't satisfy your queries, your understanding. You needed more. That's when this philosophy comes in. That's when you start searching. So the point I'm trying to make is you don't need to give up any of your beliefs. You don't need to give up whatever religion you're following, your belief system, when you take this knowledge. It's part of it. You can still do your rituals, your pujas, mara, fasting, go to a temple, if you so wish. Because it was all that practice that has brought you to this knowledge. Your previous practice. Some of you may stop doing it once you gain this knowledge. That's also fine. Because the religion has served its purpose. It's brought you to the doorstep of the knowledge. That is purpose. So some of you may say, you know, it's fine. Personally, I see it as before I was a religious person, now I'm a spiritual person. That's how I see it. It's growth. The value you had before for the rituals and other religious practices, you no longer hold the same value for it. You have naturally grown out of it to something higher. Does it make sense? Okay, well, it's a natural progression, this knowledge. So carry on doing whatever you're doing. It's not a problem. It's like before you were reading storybooks, Jack and Jill, Hans Christian Andersen, now you're reading Shakespeare. You no longer have the same value for those books. But if you had not read those books, you would not be able to read Shakespeare today. You have grown out of those books to something higher. Does that make sense, Nilam? And that's the role religion plays. In fact, it's because of religions that this knowledge is still alive. If it wasn't for religion, this knowledge would not be here. It would have been gone a long time ago. They've been dead. So religions would not have the topics we are discussing. It's beyond most people's capacity to understand. Any questions? I thought I'll explain that to you. So if there's anyone having conflicts in their mind about the religion that they're following and then they're taking up this knowledge, there sometimes could be a mental conflict. Now what do I do? I belong to this. I belong, you know, do I still do my ritual? Do I not do my ritual? Do, this is the point I'm trying to make, is that it's a growth. You can still do those things. It's not a problem. Because this is also part of every religion. It's the philosophical part. Yeah, I don't know. Make sense? Yeah, please. It's quite important, this topic, because I don't want anyone to have any conflicts. I think this this part of what you've said is so profound and I wish it had come of quite a few weeks earlier because I remember we doing one of our classes and I had to ring somebody else up in our class to say, what are your thoughts about this? Because uh, especially about religion and rituals and things like that. And I had a very good conversation with her, but 
um, I think it's really, really important this, this bit to make us realize that, you know, where, where it all fits. So thank you for this, yeah. Yeah, no, because it can easily have conflicts, and especially if you're a devout religious follower, you know, and you practice your rituals and your prayers and your mara and fasting and all that, uh, just to point out where this knowledge fits in. Definitely. You know, it's important. Then the conflict will stop. It's a natural progression. Yeah, Ravi. Yeah, now just um, Shamila was just saying that um, it allows you to also question the rituals and that, but at the same time, it's anchoring you back to understanding the self as well. So you now know why those rituals, what their real purpose were. So before, I think we followed a lot around the guilt trip of doing those rituals. Now you do it because if you want to do it and you know it's anchoring you back to the self. You understand that it's because of my past rituals and religious beliefs, going to temple, etc. has all that devotion and everything has brought you to the doorstep of this knowledge because it's not enough for you. You're inquiring, okay, what does this rituals mean? What is my purpose, etc., etc. You become a searcher, you know. The Beatles, they made all this lovely music. They got to a height where they thought, what is life about? They ended up in the Himalayas looking for a guru to help teach them. Everyone reaches a certain point when then they, it's not enough for them. That mumukshat was there, but the religion that you're, believe, that you're following may not be able to fulfill that mumukshatwa, that desire for liberation. There's not enough there to fulfill that desire for liberation. That's when you come to this knowledge because this knowledge fits in and fulfills that purpose, that uh, yearning. And as I said, it's the end portion of the Vedas, which all religions are based on, especially the Hindu religions. Shilabhan, make sense? So, no conflicts. Do whatever you're doing and add this knowledge to understand what you're doing better. That's the purpose of it. Yeah. Any other clarifications? I've been meaning to bring this in the class, but just waiting for the right moment. So, that's a question. No, I just wanted to say, it's almost like um, this is the reward for everything that we've done. Yeah. Because every, um, I suppose, sattvic practice as such that we've done, the cause and effect is, is that this is what we're now having the fruits of our yeah. past actions has led us to here. So therefore, it's beneficial to carry on. Yeah, you need to embrace it, the knowledge, so that you can continue your journey. You see? And so you're saying these are the rewards of your past, spiritual actions, religious actions, that brings you to this knowledge. Your punya, your brownie points, all those brownie points that you've gathered in your past lifetimes brings you to the knowledge. Any questions? Dharmesh, make sense? Yeah. Okay. So embrace it as part of your usual routine and incorporate it. So last class, what we covered. Just as the dreamer believes the world is solid and real, you as the waker now feel everything is solid and real. But to someone who has reached the fourth state of consciousness, a person who knows the truths of life, a self-realized person, all this will be no different. This waking world will be no different than the dream world. All this will be no different than the dream is to you, the waker. It's impossible for us to understand this world is an illusion because we are part of it. We are in the illusion. You have your illusory husband, your illusory wife, your illusory children, 
illusory house you're living in, all that is part of your illusion. It's hard to get out of it. But as I said, if we raise a doubt in our mind, can these great saints, what they say, what if it's true? What if this world is unreal? What if it's an illusion? The world becomes upside down. Just to think for that for one minute. It's so difficult because we're caught up in our life and this illusionary world. Beyond the deep sleep state, beyond the dream state, beyond the waking state lies your true being, the fourth state. Krishna was on that state. Jesus Christ was in that state. Many other saints were in that state. The scriptures state, you are not the waker that you think you are right now. You are not the dreamer or the deep sleeper. These are all conditioned states. So who are you? Who are you? You are the unconditioned self, Atman Brahman, God. All of you. So life's mission is to find out who we are. And it's only from this, the waking state, can we do that. The fourth state. Why is it only from the waking state? Why can't you go from the dream state to the fourth state? Any idea? Yeah, anyone? Yeah, Dimple? Is it because you don't have use of your intellect in your dream state? You have to, you need the knowledge and you need your intellect to contemplate it and reflect on it. And you, only in the waking state you have the availability of your intellect. Hence, only from the waking world, you can go to the fourth state. Is everyone clear on that? From the dream state, you can only go to the waking state or the deep sleep state. So the scriptures, spiritual knowledge, this is the real message it's trying to put forward. You see the world because you don't see Brahman. You see this world because you don't see Brahman. So what do you need to do to get out of this illusion? What do you need to do to get out of this illusion? Yeah, Vijay uh, Use your intellect. Intellect and do what? Knowledge. Meditation. Knowledge of Brahman. Knowledge of the reality, which is what we're doing here in class. We're gaining this knowledge. That's it. Contemplate, reflect on this knowledge. And it comes from the people, from saints who have reached that fourth state. They have come back and said, hey, there's another state. This is how you get there. Follow it. And you will also get there. This is how you, this is what you need to do to get there. So it's not something abstract. It's written by the Upanishads, it's written in there by people who've reached that state. And if you read different Upanishads, they're saying the same thing, but from a different perspective because every personality is different but they're ultimately saying the same thing. And that's the beauty of it. Not everyone's saying in the same way because everyone's experiences are different. See, Deepai, you go Las Vegas, you come and explain what Las Vegas was like. Deepai, you go Las Vegas, you come back, this is what Las Vegas was like. Everyone will have different interpretation of what it was like, but you've all been to the same place. Similarly, the person who's been to the fourth state will tell it in a way of his experience. But they've all been to that. They're all telling, the, the, they're all talking from that state. You with me? That's why they're all different. They use different language, different terminology to explain that. Any questions?
Yeah, you have a question? Yeah, still has a question. She's testing me today. So in relation to uh, where you said the waking state, we have the use of the intellect. Um, is it only in the waking state that we also have our subtle intellect? So the intellect is gross or subtle, right? So in order to, uh, I suppose, progress, Rumi is saying vasanas, thoughts, desires. Action. Action. So um, it's only by elimination of desires can we contemplate. And it's the knowledge that convinces us that this is what we need to do. Yeah. Um, so is it, so the gross intellect is helping me to achieve that through karma bhakti nada. Is the subtle intellect giving me the conviction that I need or like there's what what is one or the other? Okay. So does everyone understand what she her query is? Did you did anyone hear it? So, so I think she, what you're trying to say is the role of the gross and the subtle intellect in the waking world, what enables you to reach that state, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, first of all, we said we can only reach the fourth state from the waking state. The reason is because you have your intellect. Only in the waking state, you can reduce your desires. Yeah. So this knowledge gives you the understanding of why you need to reduce your desires. It gives you the three yogas, bhakti, karma, and jnana, to help you reduce those desires. The subtle intellect manifests when you reduce your desires, and that helps you to contemplate on God, on the spiritual aspects, on this knowledge. Yeah. So the more you reduce your desires, the more the subtle intellect manifests. The more the subtle intellect manifests, the more you can contemplate on the fourth state. So they both go hand in hand. And the more you contemplate, the more that yearning for liberation, mamukshatva, increases. Until there's only one desire, liberation. No worldly desires, I just want to get out. Make sense? Yeah. Everyone understand what has been said? This is how it works. Subtle intellect only, cont only contemplates on, that's why it's called subtle, on God, spiritual aspects. The more desires, the less subtle intellect. The less desires, the more the subtle intellect is manifests. And this is how it works. Does, does that make sense, everyone? Dimple, make sense? Yeah, Dharmesh, Bhartiban. Yeah, they both go hand in hand. The person has so many desires and no knowledge, he's lost until he comes across this knowledge. He's, until he comes in to understand what the purpose of life is. He may ask, what is my purpose one day? Like the Beatles did. Any clarifications? See, we're going into the deep portions of this book now. Okay. World and illusion. Vedanta declares that this solid seeming world is not different from the dream world. The waking world is also an imaginary projection upon the reality, Brahman, a mere illusion. However, the world that a waker experiences is defined in time, space, and causation. It is precise, 
accurate. Whereas the world that the dreamer goes through is imprecise, inaccurate. These two worlds therefore differ in degree, not in kind. But both are illusions. The reality supporting them is Brahman. When you realize your Supreme Self, you get established in the Supreme Reality, Brahman. The illusory worlds of the waking, dream and deep sleep then disappear. What remains thereafter is Brahman alone. The difference in dream world and waking world. The same. They're both the same. They're both illusions. So why are they different? What is the difference? Anyone? What is the difference? Uh, Deepavan. In the dream world, there's no intellect. It's all mind-led. The world is made up of time, space, and causation. We covered this. Time, space, causation, cause and effect. Space and time. The difference is both of them are based on time, space, causation as the foundation. The difference is that the waking state, it is more accurate time, space, and causation. Mathematician, Bijo. Time is more accurate in the waking world. Space you can measure in the waking world. Causation you can measure in waking world. Cause and effect works perfectly. But in the dream state, it doesn't. Example, in the dream, you want to go from London to Mumbai. Instantly, Imagine yourself on a plane. You can instantly imagine yourself on a plane in the dream. No taxi to airport, no luggage to check in. You sit on your seat, have a drink. You're here in the next minute, we are landing. How much time? One minute has gone. It's okay. In the dream, this happens, isn't it? You're with me. You can be in London to Mumbai in one minute. In the waking world, it's different. You can't get there in one minute. Time and space is more accurate in the waking world. You can't fly 8,000 miles in one minute. It takes nine hours in the waking world. But in the dream, you can. Because it's not accurate. In the dream world, you can plant an apple seed. And you can imagine it growing into a mango tree if you wanted to. Causation is not accurate in the dream. But in the waking world, you cannot do that. This will not happen. Apples will only grow into an apple tree. But in the dream it's possible because it's not accurate. So they are the same in kind, but there are differences. The way we perceive time, space and causation in each state is different. give you another example. It's the difference between you watching an old black and white movie with no sound. Yeah, you know the old black and white movies. That's the dream world. Then you watch a color movie in 3D. That's the waking world. You're with me. The dream is like watching a black and white silent movie. The waking world is like watching a color movie in 3D. Both are movies projected on the screen. Both are images. Neither are real. But one feels more real than the other. Both are the same in kind. They are only difference in degree. Experiences are different, even though both are movies. You with me? That's the difference between dream and waking. The waking world seems more real. Just like color 3D movie with sound seems more real than a black and white silent movie. That's the difference. That's the difference between a dream world and a waking world. But they are both projections on a screen. 
They differ in degree, not in kind. Both are projections. Similarly, the waking state and dream state differ in degree, not in kind. It's not as if the dream state is unreal and the waking is real. Both are projections. Does that example help you to understand? Ravi? Don't worry too much if you don't understand. Thing is, we believe that this world right now is real and last night's dream was unreal. We believe that. These self-realized saints are saying they are both the same. We give the waking world more importance because of time-space causation is more real. So we give the waking world more importance. But they're both illusions, say the masters. Now, you don't have to believe it. It doesn't matter how much I say what I say until you understand it. And you may not understand it, which is fine. You will not believe it because you're in it. So don't worry about it. You really have to think hard to get out of it. See, the waker thinks the waking world is real. The dreamer thinks the dream world is real. And the deep sleeper thinks there's nothing. But all three of them think that their state is real. None are real. They're all an illusion. Any questions? Yeah, Kel. So I just wanted to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So what we're saying is this the dream world is an illusion. This world is also an illusion. But we all have different experiences. So we're all tied together in this world, right? Because we have some sort of continuum. We have something that's, you know, um, tangible. Whereas in the dream state, we're all in different dream realities effectively. But it's hard to understand why this is also not real in this world because we have that continuity. We have something tangible. I wake up every morning and the same table is in my dining room. And do, do you get what I'm saying? Whereas in the dream, still your wife every day. Yes. <laughs> but do you, get, do you get what I'm saying? In, in, the, in the dream world, there's no continuum. I mean, right. I, I, could, right. I could be somewhere in today's dream and tomorrow's dream, I could be somewhere completely different, playing a different role in a different place. And there's no continuum. So I think that's where it becomes difficult to understand uh, absolutely right and, and is it because in this world we have the time that pulls us all together and the causation well i guess the co cause and effect but why is it that the cause and effect is con like continue continued over here so if i have an action today the effect might be tomorrow or weeks later whereas in the dream state i might have a cause there might not be any sort of reaction to that right or effect to that because the dream's over by, by, by that time. Absolutely right. There's a continuation in the waking world, which isn't in the dream world, as Carol has just pointed out. And that's the difference. Because of time, space, and causation is more accurate in the waking world, because you have your intellect available here, yes, there is a continuation every other day. When you wake up, you're still in the same bed. You're still Carol, you still look the same. But in the dream, every night you can be someone else. Every night is different. There's no continuation. And that's the difference. This waking world is more accurate than the dream. That's all. But from the fourth state, this is an illusion. But only when you reach that state, you will understand 100%. Right now, it will just be, okay, this is what they're saying. But how can I believe this is? Untrue. I knock on the table. It's real. It feels solid. It feels real. How can this be an illusion? But you know what? In the dream world tonight, the dreamer will say the same thing. Hey, this is real. Look, I'm knocking on the table. 
the dreamer will say the same thing. You tell him this is an illusion, he'll say, what are you talking about? You're mad. This is real. This is my wife. These are my kids. This is where I live. In the dream world, the dreamer. He will say the same thing. He cannot understand the waking world. Just as you don't understand the fourth state, you don't believe this is an illusion. Because this is more real. Is that all right, Phil? Good question. But there's a continuation. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So what we're saying is like when we're in the dream, we don't actually understand the real world because at that point in time, when we are dreaming, we have no, that's the reality. We have no perception of this state of when we will actually wake up. And so at this point in time, when we're in the real world, we have no perception of that fourth state until we wake up from this current state. The dreamer will only know that this isn't real when he, wake, when he wakes up and becomes a waker. Oh, that was a dream. What a horrible dream I had. Luckily, it was just a dream. Yeah. And then another question that I wanted to ask is sort of to tie sort of the realities together. So all of us, like we all understand that we're the Atma and we, and we all participate in this world. But in the dream world, so we say that this is one reality. We say the dream world is another reality. But we all have different um realities effectively right because when we go into the dream world we may or may not interact with other atmans or, or even actually if you maybe you i mean i don't know if you actually interact with other atmans in the dream world is it that that's just the projection so we actually have so if there's seven billion people on the world there's actually seven billion different dream realities or is it all like one reality where we can tie up together what is a dream first of all what is a can't hear you. What is a dream? Patiban, what is a dream? Did you put your hand up, I think? I didn't, but um, oh. is, it a continua is it a continuation of your thoughts of the day? A projection of your mind, purely a projection of your mind, undigested thoughts from the waking world. That is a dream. Undigested thoughts in the waking world projects your dream. Don't worry too much about it. But everybody's dreams are different. You can be anything. You can even decide, I want to be this tonight. I'm going to dream on this. And you can have that dream. The mind can project that for you. Who wants to have a nightmare? Nobody wishes to have a nightmare. It happens. The mind can do anything. But in the waking world, the intellect's there to control the mind, if you're lucky, if you've got it developed. If the intellect is reasonably developed, it can control the mind. The mind cannot behave, misbehave, if you control it. But don't worry too much about it, uh, Bizzle. Um, so I was just like interested in like the transition from the dream state to the waking state then like what what makes up that transition then is that literally just your intellect like coming into play or what what causes you to switch between those yeah alarm clock <laughs> <laughs> the alarm clock rings or Kevin says hey it's time to wake up you wake up from the dream that's the transition sometimes you want to stay in that dream but this, this, this state will wake you up. The waking world will wake you. Some people sleep all day. They want to stay in that dream world. It's much nicer than the waking world for them. Imagine their waking world is terrible. Yeah, they're a prisoner. A prisoner. Someone living, someone's got life imprisonment. What kind of world, waking world does he have? He's better off in a dream state, isn't he? He can project anything he wants. He may be locked in a cell in the waking world, but in the dream state, he can be free. Isn't it? He can be free in the dream state. But to answer to your question is that your intellect will wake you up into the waking state. 
There's only so much you can sleep. Your desires will wake you up in the waking state. I need to do this. I need to get up. I need to go to work. I need to have my coffee. I need to use the washroom. Those desires will wake you up. Is that okay, Pizzo? See, a person in a coma, what state is he in? Any other clarifications? It's fine to, you know, this topic is such, so it's good that you're all asking questions because that means you're thinking. Yeah, and this topic, you really need to think. So any clarifications, it's great. Next paragraph, sorry, let's take the next one. When a person is hypnotized, he sees a lake in his lounge. None else sees it. To the hypnotized, the lake is real. When dehypnotized, he didn't he does not see the lake anymore. So too, in the ignorance of your supreme self, you have hypnotized yourself to believe you are the body, mind, and intellect. In that self-hypnosis, you see an imaginary world of things and beings. The world is just a hypnotic phenomenon. You must get off this self-hypnosis, wake up, realize your true self. The supreme reality reveals itself. The world is no more. When a person has been hypnotized, you see it on these shows on stage. Is it, what's that guy, McKellen or something? I'm not sure. You see them, they, huh? Michael McKellen or something? Yeah. Anyway, whatever his name is. You Paul see this McKenna. Paul McKenna, that's it. Thank you, Shlevin. You see them, on, they call these people on the stage and you hypnotize them just like that. Tell the person, hey, this floor, this solid floor is a lake. That person is hypnotized. He believes there is a lake. He no longer sees a floor. He sees a lake. He starts fishing in it. He starts boating in it. Everyone's laughing in the audience. Isn't it? You've all seen this. Everyone's laughing. He thinks it's a real lake. No one else sees the lake, only him, because he's been hypnotized. But when he clicks his finger and he says, you're back. He dehypnotizes him. He no longer sees the lake. You're all with me. You've all seen that program? Yeah. Similarly, what they're saying is, we have all hypnotized ourselves to think that we are this person. We are this body, this mind. We are this intellect. And we all see this imaginary world, just like the person on stage sees the lake. We all see this world. How do we become dehypnotized? Gaining knowledge of the self. And then one day, like a click of a finger, you'll see things, you will no longer see this world. You'll see Brahman. You'll identify Brahman. You no longer see the lake. You see the solid floor. Knowledge of the self. And as you start gaining this knowledge, you slowly start to dehypnotize yourself. You're able to see the world for what it is, an illusion. You no longer see yourself as the body, mind, and intellect, this limited personality. You become one with Brahman. The example I gave last week, the boy sees the snake instead of the rope. Yeah, remember the example? The boy sees a snake in the garden instead of the rope in the grass. He has no knowledge of the rope. He's scared, worried, it will bite me. Only on gaining the knowledge of the rope from his father, look son, it is just the rope. Only then he's no longer scared. He sees the reality, not the illusion. He created the illusion of the snake. So we see a world instead of Brahman God. 
As you gain this knowledge, you become one with the self, Brahman. All your troubles, all your worries you have right now disappear. Just like all the worries of the boy frightened of the snake disappears with the knowledge of the rope, all your troubles and worries disappear with the knowledge of the self. Any questions? I'm going to stop here today. I have done quite a lot of prepping, but it'll stop here because it, this stuff is subtle. It's hard to, uh, you know. Okay, all well, good questions. It's hard to uh, absorb. It takes a long time, a lot of effort it takes. Next week, we talk about what is this world then? Is this world real? Vedanta says no. It's not real. Is it unreal? No, it's not unreal. So what is it? It's Maya. It's not real. It's not unreal. It's Maya, an illusion. And we explain how this illusion happens. So we'll take that up next week. Give you guys some rest, mental rest. Any clarifications? on this today or last week or anything. Dharmesh? Yeah. We talk about the people that are enlightened. How do we know they were enlightened and not, not on some drug tripped or mental disability? They saw what they thought they saw. I'm, I'm just saying. Not You're right to say it. You're right to say it. Anybody would like to answer Dharmesh? What makes you, how, how is it that we know that? Uh, I guess it's faith, a, bit, faith. a little bit of faith. <laughs> faith, absolutely. Faith. If you see, if you see drug paraphernalia near him, then you know he's on drugs. <laughs> Keep away from him, yeah? <laughs> but... Faith is the key. Nila. I was going to say also, I mean, there's two aspects. So one, it's not just one person that's saying this. It's it's from all, you know, all, all over the world. Different people have got a, a version of this. And I think for me, the other thing is there's something really simple about it. And I think it's so simple that we don't get it because our minds want to make it really complicated. And so I think that's what gives me the faith to really trust and, you know, carry on really exploring it. It is simple, but because we don't have the knowledge, the religions complicate things. And now part of us are religious and all the rituals and everything. Nothing wrong with that, but it complicates things in our minds when actually there's a clear path. There is a clear path. But faith is the key here. How do you know that your Uber driver is going to take you safely to your destination? You don't. Faith. How do you know the restaurant you're going to eat tonight, is, the guy has washed his hands, is not going to poison your food, food poisoning? Faith. Everything we do in the world, everything we do every day is based on faith. We don't realize it because we just do it. You with me? Everything is based on faith. But you use your intellect to say, yes, this restaurant's got five-star reviews. I've been going here some time. I've never had any problems. So I feel comfortable and confident that I won't get food poisoning. Yes? Similarly, as Nilam said, so many saints have said the same thing, that this is an illusion. There is a fourth state, the state of self-realization. And you read so many accounts. So you have faith. Can, can all of these people be true? All these different saints from different periods of time, can they all be true? And if you still don't believe it, then you try the knowledge and see if it makes a difference. They say it gives you, brings you peace and happiness. Okay, let me try it. Does it. Am I more peaceful? Am I more happier? Yes, I am. This knowledge must have some truths in it. Then you believe, well, if this is working for me, then why 
How can it not be true at the end? Let me try. Faith. Yeah. Is that okay? Dimple. So I understand we've got to reach this fourth state and we wake up from this waking state. So I, the Atman, the personality Dimple Patel, has a duty to her children, her husband, her mom and dad, sisters. So if I reach that fourth state, does that mean I relinquish my duties to them? Because I, I have a role to play in this world. So, but I still want to reach that fourth state. So I feel selfish. If I reach that fourth state, do I leave? Do I leave? What happens? In the olden days, when you read about such saints and gurus, yeah, we're watching the video on YouTube about Nilkant. Yeah, that was just coincidence. We just read it, watched it two days ago. It was a 45 minute video on uh, Swami um, Narayan, Nil Nilkant, uh, the, the people, um, Swami Narayan. He left at 11 years old. He walked out of the house on a rainy day. Yeah, storms. Parents did not know. Parents knew that one day he would leave because he had that within him. And one day he just walked out. But he had no obligations. But we're married, we have children, we have obligations. But your main obligation is to reach that fourth state. And if you do reach that state, if anything, you're going to make sure you do your obligations even more better because you understand this is an illusion. This is my, everything I've created. I'm not affected, but they're all affected. And I've created everything. These relationships I've created, these obligations I've created. So therefore, if anything, you'll be more unselfish. In fact, you'll be selfless. Yeah. What happens is that as you reach that state, you become selfless. You're not interested in anything in the world. You're just there to help people. Help people to get to that state. Help people to become better lives, your children, your family. You, you'll be the best wife, the best mother, the best daughter-in-law. You with me, Dimple? Thank you, because I was, it's been playing on my mind that if I get to this state, then what do I give up everything? And what about my children? It, it was, it was playing on, it was just something that was playing on my mind a lot about that fourth stage. If anything, if anything, you will take on more obligations and be a, make a bigger difference to people's lives because you know the reality, the truths of life. They don't. So if anything, you're helping them to become better. And they'll see it straight away from you. Like right, now, right now, as you're gaining the knowledge, you are all changing. You're all becoming better human beings. People look up at you. People will say, can you help me with this? Because they feel that you have the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, you become, a, you become a pedestal to your family. Someone, people look up to you because you are gaining this knowledge and they, you can make better decisions. You're able to use your intellect. They're not. You see a bigger picture. They see a narrow picture. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. So you see the difference, Dimple? So you'll actually play your obligations better. You're not affected by your mother-in-law. You understand that's her nature. Where before you said, why does she say that to me? Why does she talk to me? Now you understand this is her nature, you know? It's fine. She can't help herself. That's the difference. Good question. Yeah, Kevin. I was just thinking, like, if we if we say that this, like, the dream world is not real and this world is not real, when you get to the fourth state, like, will we not think, like, look at all these other humans? They're like fools. They they don't understand that, you know, like they're crazy because they just feel that this is real. It's like it's like we, like you say, like we're all hypnotized. We're all actually crazy, aren't we? Like, yeah. after we wake up from this craziness. Absolutely. Some people more crazy than others. You are now slightly less crazy than you were when you started these classes. That's the difference. 
But ultimately, from the person from the fourth state, we are all crazy. Just like when you woke up this morning, the nightmare you had last night, you thought, silly, why was I so scared? It was just a dream. I was mad in the dream. Why did I run? Why did I, was I scared? Similarly, you discounted. Similarly, when you reach the fourth state, they see everyone is crazy, mad fools. And in some of the scriptures, in the Upanishads, in the accounts of these people, they say, fools, what are you doing? Some of them actually use those terms. Fools, get out. What the hell are you doing? They use that because, as you said, they think we're all mad, we're all crazy. Look, running after money, running after this person. Does any understand this is all an illusion? No, he doesn't. So for him, it's mad. I, can yeah. I say something? Yeah, please. As you were talking about this, I was just the com my comparison was the ocean. And if we on the seafront, you see the waves, we're fighting against the waves and continually it, it makes it harder for us to reach and enjoy the ocean. But when you realize and you go deep into the ocean, the ocean is so calm and the ocean holds you. And I think it's the same with when we're fighting against people, people's thinking, you know, the arguments and everything. And if you just let it be and let them be who they are and walk away, that's when you enjoy life even better. So it's better to be in the deep ocean than fighting the currents on the shore. And what makes you understand that is knowledge, which is what we're all studying. So when you understand this knowledge, you, your life becomes better. You become more accepting. You stop the chase. You stop the chase and you accept who you are and your journey and your, your, your goal changes basically. You're no longer going that way, you're going the opposite way to everybody else. You're going inwards, everyone's going outwards. You see, your, 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 your um, road has changed. Ciao. Yeah, Dimple. Sorry, just, just to say that you're, you're right. It, this, from what I've learned from you, um, from what we started, it's given me a lot more clarity and improved a lot of relationships that were making me suffer and it has helped. I've used it and it does really help. It's your own efforts. It's your own efforts. Everyone's own efforts. This knowledge is available in the universe. You just have to tap in and get it and make use of it. That's all it is. That's the only difference. Okay, guys, bored you enough? And enjoy the rest of your Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>